Hi, beautiful people. Welcome back to Love and Light. It's your girl, C, Sienna, Mamacita, Vanessa. You know what it is. Um, today, I am joined by my dear friend, Colin, um, and I'll let him introduce himself. But again, I just want to say thank you to everyone who's been listening. I really appreciate it. And today, the results are in. So we are talking men v. women um, on my Instagram stories I posted and let y'all fill in those sentences. Men are blank. Women are blank. And I just want to put a disclaimer that um, I know I'm adhering to the binary here and I am actively going to work to create a more inclusive space um, for non-binary and gender fluid folks. So Colin, do you want to introduce yourself to the people? Yes. Hello, people. My name is Colin McCalla. I am from, was born in Queens, New York, uh, <laughs> uh, lived a little upstate, and am now an aspiring actor, slash dancer, slash, you know, a lover of life and lover of connecting with people and creating experiences. I love this. Wow. So just a creative on the whole. Yeah. But yeah, like a like a per like a people based creative, I think. Okay. A man for the community. Yeah. yeah. I like to think so. There you go. I fully <laughs> support that. That's awesome. Um it feels actually really weird to say this, but I genuinely mean it. Like thank you for, you know, taking time out of your day to like be a part of this with me, especially in such its early phases. Um and you are and will forever be the inaugural guest of Love and Light. Wow, what a privilege. <laughs> Thank you for having me, for real. I, uh, I'm excited to be able to share some of my love and light with the people. Yes, always. This is what we want for the world. Um, cool, cool. So let's just dive into it. Um, I sent it to you and for you all listening I'm just going to read it out loud. There are 33 responses to fill in the blank. Men are blank. Women are blank. I posted these questions both twice. Um, The men are got double the answers, um, which is something we may or may not delve into. But I just want to read through them really quick for y'all. And then me and Colin will discuss the ones that stuck out to us the most and just kind of talk our talk and see where it goes. Um, So men are scared of not being good enough, beautiful human beings, dogs, Mm. (laughs) trash, Mm. an enigma, Mm. fake, lifelong children, annoying, violent, indecisive, immature, exhausting, totally fine. Of course, not every man is good, but that doesn't mean you generalize, end quote. Sometimes trash, sometimes amazing. The visual dominance in society still. Why? Basura. Privileged, some unknowingly if they're minorities. Facing negative effects of toxic masculinity as well as women. Trained to not understand their own emotions and to not be able to process things. It's really sad. Dumb, trash, disappointing, and misunderstood. That is... Mm. A hell of a scope. Hell of a scope. <laughs> Range, if you will. Um, women are, uh, according to the people, empowered more than ever, majestic, multifaceted, tired but fired up, likely to be targeted based on their gender. When will we admit rape is a hate crime? Unquote. Also dumb, ethereal, powerful, neat, 
and courageous. Less range, very much Less on range. a similar page. Yeah, different different dichotomy. But yeah, interesting that there's also just less than half the responses. Yeah, and also very interesting. Also, what I noted here is that, one, women are more likely to respond to my stuff in general. Um, my male engagement has been increasing, which I love, I stand. But also... Only two men commented about what women are, whereas women were more than eager to tell you about men and tell them about right. themselves. They were right, ready. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I that that honestly tracks because it's like, I think depending on the audience, I feel like the, the men aren't going to be the ones to... Well, if, if, they're, if they have negative opinions, I don't think this is like they're going to really express them. They probably are afraid to say anything. <laughs> And good or bad, because, you know, it can just be, you know, this construed in a certain way. But also, you are a woman, you know? Like, you are, like, it's like you are the, like, the, recepti- the receptacle of this information is potentially, you know, it can affect who's going to say what. Oh, for sure. Honestly, I, I like the way you said that, because I didn't think about that on, I kind of, I would like to say that I always like create safe spaces, although that feels much more like a catchphrase than a genuine, sincere like wording at this time. Um, But I mean it like I do try to, you know, be an inclusive person and create like an inclusive community around me. But also, no matter how inclusive you are, simply the fact that I am a woman does impact this. Um, But what you said about like being afraid, I think really touches on the first one. Men are scared of not being good enough. And that one like jumped out at me because a man said it. And I was like, wow, the courage that it took for you to say this. Um, and I think a lot of these are interconnected. Um, absolutely. But that one really stuck out to me because I actually kind of love it because I think men are so conditioned to be like together. Right. And they view Mm -hmm. vulnerability as like feminine and weakness Mm. and like a soft trait and this idea that like you know men have insecurities too and they the same way that women are told like vulnerability is feminine and soft and etc men are hearing that and are hearing you're not supposed to be these things um and i don't think that's spoken about enough I would say um especially as someone like in the holistic health sphere um that's just something that stuck out to me is like this person really took that courage and let me know right like again being considerate of the audience he knew what he was typing in and he knew who was going to see it and he was like listen we're scared of not being good enough Mm -hmm. and that I think is definitely true but at the same time like I think that can manifest itself into being this like overcompensation of well you know I'm just going to be like excessively aggressive or I'm going to be excessively like masculine right so that I can I don't have to feel that kind of vulnerability right for sure like there I think they're they're like men can either be empathetic or they can't you know it's a lot of issues maybe that fear of of not being good enough I think when you when you that I think that always exists, but I think not a lot of guys choose to actually listen to that, and I think that's where a lot a lot of problems arise, right? With uh, how they, you know, end up acting towards other people. Yeah, no, definitely. I think 
that makes a lot of sense. I hear you. And I love that, like, you as the man were saying that. Um, And it also, again, right, the interwoven. So the three that stuck out to me and that I think are particularly, like, tied together is one, scared of not being good enough. Number nine, which is violent. And number 18, facing negative effects of toxic masculinity. And I think that is essentially what you're saying is that, like, it's toxic masculinity that, you know, even if you feel like you're not good enough or you have this fear of not being good enough, if you're kind of using that insecurity to fuel your overcompensation, you've now become toxic to yourself and to a lot of others. Right. Right. Exactly. And that's and that's the thing. I mean, but I think that a way men can overcome that, but a lot of obviously, like again, a lot of them don't is having that self awareness, right? Mm-hmm. Of having that self awareness of being like, okay, this is I am acting out of my insecurity, my you know, um, my fear, you know. And there isn't there isn't always that self awareness that can cause you to take a step back, try to be more empathetic. Um, maybe not be so quick to violence or aggression. Definitely. I also feel like Um, I should have put this disclaimer in the intro, but I'm saying it now for anyone listening. Please come into this conversation with an open heart and an open mind. We are not claiming by any means to be experts. We are not claiming these (laughs) as like our own ideas. These are the responses we received and we are simply discussing them. Um, Mm Yeah. Yeah in a way that feels like authentic to us. So this is not to challenge or say that men are purely negative and women are purely positive. Um, humans are just way too nuanced for that. So I just want to put that disclaimer out there. But I think, I think that's something that we should uh, also talk about, right? Cause that one person was like, um, you know, some obviously men are, but I don't like to generalize. Right. And like, I think that sometimes, especially on the internet, we'll see like a comment like that, and we'll, I mean, mostly think like, well, you know, that's, that's not the point. That, so it's still, it still doesn't mean it's, we can't really like try to address these, these general issues. Yeah. What blew my mind, and I much love if you're listening, um, I'd kind of be surprised if you are, but I support it. If you support me, that's amazing. Um, this person then went on to give an answer for the women. And I was like, mm-hmm. so... You have no issue generalizing. You have an issue generalizing what you would consider critiques is what it seems like. Mm. Interesting. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. Wait, so what did they they say about the woman, if I may ask? Uh, Empowered now more than ever. Okay. For sure. Yeah, that was just something interesting because I definitely saw that and I was like, okay, I need to put a disclaimer. Um, But also, like, I was a social major and so my whole degree is in studying large like the institutions of society and how they impact the individual and with that comes generalizations there's always Mm -hmm. exceptions but there are simply things that can be said about large groups of people and Mm -hmm. that's not a negative thing to be able to generalize it's actually very helpful when studying yeah well, I mean, even even just looking at the dichotomy of of these responses, right? It's like you just have the you just have like these these blank right men are women are all of a sudden the men are just like ninety percent negative comments, right? Um, or like you know like comments with you know I guess 
just dealing with shit, whatever. But then, you know, women obviously have, um, are a lot more fa fa favored in these comments. Uh, initially off the bat, it's like, yeah, I guess now we're just like in the space where just like, we just have all these like negative connotations about, about men and, and, and which is good because we're, because we're at a point where we're, you know, being able to identify, um, like that power structure and being able to deconstruct it, you know? And, um, and, and it's, 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 it's good that we're, you know, at the same time, like we, we should never, you know, we, the way our system works, we don't have the, we don't have the privilege to, to bash women, you know, in a, in a similar way, you know, or, cause I think that no matter what, um, the importance is, the importance is attacking the, the overall structure of the system. What do you, can you elaborate on that? I think like in the sense that because of, because, because like women are system, systematically disenfranchised, right? It's like the damage we, the damage can be, that could be done by, you know, um, trying to, trying to like make like generalizations or, you know, shitty things about women that like, maybe like there's like an overall problem, but I think that like, it's just a lot easier for, for like negative ramifications to be, to be applied throughout, you know, against them. Does that make sense? Uh, slightly, yeah. I think, if I'm understanding you right, what I'm getting is essentially that, like, because of patriarchy, there's a lot more privilege when you critique women as opposed to when you're critiquing men. So in social spheres um, where there's no super tangible consequence, like answering, you know, a poll on Instagram, people are going to favor what is less common so for women empowering them and saying positive things is less common on the whole and for men being critiqued and whatnot is less common on the whole yeah right which is why you know there i think there needs there is this like importance to um you know be able to 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 kind of keep that like continuation of holding men accountable and like being able to make us realize that these are a lot of negative parts about the, about the, about, you know, this group of people in society that are dominant. Yeah, no, definitely. So, all right. What, which ones of these, I guess, stood out to you, either men or women, but just where, when you first got these, like, what was your initial reaction? Well, I, so when I first got these, I was like, honestly expecting, <laughs> I was I was expecting more of like men are trash, right? And what was interesting to me, there was about like what three, I think. Yeah. Only right. three. What was interesting to me that is that two of those three were said by were said by men. Yeah. And that was that was interesting to me, and that was I've never. That's something I haven't heard before. Like I haven't heard I haven't heard like other guys like kind of be like yeah you know. That's especially going to. And I can edit this out if you want, but especially going to like Pomona, right? Like liberal schools, me going to Oxy, like I feel like if there's a place where you're going to hear men support that statement, it's going to be those kinds of campuses. I think, I think the thing is like no men is ever like saying it with their chest. You know, I think that maybe they, they, maybe they're like, they'll like nod their heads in agreement, you know, and not in like whenever, whenever a woman says it. But I, I don't think that like, I never hear like a man being the one to be the one to be like, yeah, you know? Yeah. Like, without outright. any prompting kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I saw men were trash and I was like, I hope this is not the whole feed. Like, LOL. <laughs> I know that that's what we say, but like, I was yeah, actually yeah. really, I don't want to say pleasantly surprised because the answers aren't pleasant, but I was 
surprised at how many people chose to engage with it. And I, I guess, was pleasantly surprised at, like, how thoughtful some of these answers really were. For sure. Yeah. Okay, cool. How about for women? Did any of them specifically stand out to you? Likely to be targeted based on their gender. That was something that was curious to me. Because... Like, in regards to, to looking to, like, abuse or assault as, like, a hate crime. I think that's, like, a perspective I haven't really thought about before. Honestly, same. When I first saw this, I was like, oof, this is this is charged. You know what I mean? This is yeah. emotionally charged. And that's okay. Um, I expected that, right, when you're making these kinds of generalizations. But I definitely have never thought about it in that light. And it really pushed me to think. Um, which is honestly why I love Instagram and my stories, because I feel like it's one of the few places where I can very authentically engage with so many people, even if we're not like friends, but we're acquaintances or we know of each other, but have never directly interacted. And like, those are the people that are also engaging. It's rarely just my core circle. You know, I mean, I don't have 33 people in my core circle to begin with, so Obviously, people outside of my immediate are, like, engaging with these things and putting thought, and that's, I think, the point of what I want my social media to be is, like, a space to engage and reflect and learn, and so, hence, you know, love and light was birthed. But, okay, so what, I guess, what do you think about this, right? Like, I say likely targeted based on their gender um, it was a woman who said this and she goes on to say like, when will we admit that rape is a hate crime? But even outside of the context of abuse, I think that statement alone still stands that women are likely to be targeted based on their gender. Of course. You know, um, I guess, I guess my, my, the curious thing about that, when, when you say the word targeted, I think I'm like, is there this kind of like internal resentment that makes me want, that makes, you know, this per- the perpetrator want to do that? And I guess that was like that was like that was like a question I had and for myself I was like is that is that where that comes from is that where like the most most of the people who, who you know commit these violent acts or nonviolent in some cases um but still like you know acts of abuse like is it out of a resentment I think I mean this is like getting way deeper um but it, yeah the word targeted obviously is very charged and I think it you know, in terms of resentment, I think a lot, I think of like incels when you think about resentment, right? Right, right, like yeah. Incels are the only group of people that I automatically assume have resentment towards women, right? Because that's right. kind of a part of the definition. Um, and, oh, for people who don't know, um, an incel is an involuntary celibate. So a man who's most likely a virgin or has been celibate for, you know, the majority of like his adult life involuntarily. So meaning he's wanted to like engage in a sexual sphere with women, but has constantly been rejected. Um, So because of that, I think very naturally there's resentment. And I don't say that to like justify it, but I'm saying if anyone is getting constantly rejected, you're going to feel some type of way. And also, that is by no means any excuse for perpetrating violence. Um, So, yeah, that word targeted definitely, I think, leads towards rape and sexual abuse. 
Um, but I'm trying to think like outside of that sphere, right? Women are obviously targeted, but I'm wondering if there's another word for that, that I don't know, changes the connotation. My initial like gut response is like, yes, rape is a hate crime. But I also acknowledge that rape is not exclusive to women. And that's where, I guess, that's where it gets murky for me. I think, I guess, the, you know, when we, when we think of, like, a hate crime, like, how do, like, what do we define as a hate crime? How do we define that? Yeah, that's very true. I don't even know the, like, dictionary definition. Like, I couldn't, you know, regurgitate it to you. But I guess what I'm thinking is that a hate crime is... And this is why I say it gets murky for me is that it's some act of violence committed against a person or group of people um, viewed as inferior or less than the perpetrating mm. group or person. Okay. I mean, yeah, I mean, in that, yeah, I mean, yeah. Right? Like, but I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that, that, that's it's true. I mean, it is, it is about like, it is about a balance of power, which is why, yeah, there are definitely, you know, there are male rape victims, um, but the majority of, of victims are, are, are non-male, you know, unfortunately. And I think that's, that is because of, of the system of power, right? I mean, of this patriarchal system that I think that it's, it, it makes women, makes, makes women more targeted. Ooh, wow. This is like so much heavier than I expected it to be. Yeah, we can. Yeah, we can. Maybe we we can. I don't know. Uh, hop, 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 hop over. Yeah, we will hop but over. That's it's super interesting and something I I'm gonna I want to think about. Yeah, and I want to just like give credit and acknowledgement. Um, so if you are listening, then hit me up and let's chat about this. And if you want to come on the podcast, um, but yeah, I just wanted to bring that up. I guess because it was clearly charged and I didn't want to like skip over it for the sake of keeping mm-hmm. this lighthearted and not acknowledging the weight to yeah, some of yeah. these answers, you know? For sure. For sure. So jumping back to men are, it says men are lifelong children. When mm. you hear that, do you think that's meant to be an insult or a compliment? I, I don't, I don't think I see it as either. I think it is see it as neutral. When I hear that, I think of entitlement and I think of you know men are raised to be you know things are things you give them they're, they're raised and, and coddled um in a certain way you know and they feel entitled to things much like a how a child you know has this like mine 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 mentality and that's kind of that's kind of where my mind goes which is why I think men are so it's 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 difficult to make them ever take accountability for anything almost like a fact that's yeah. a very interesting perspective when I read it, I thought it was intended to be an insult, but I personally think it could be a compliment. And the reason I say that is because I feel like if you're calling someone a child or childish, you're basically saying that they're immature, that they're not at a level that you think they're supposed to be. Um, right. You know, like no one wants to be called childish at like 18 or something like that. They're like, I'm not a child, blah, blah, blah. But I also think there's a certain amount of joy and, you know, people say childlike wonder. Um, And I think those are very positive things associated with children. There's, you know, a very natural curiosity 
and like an eagerness and willingness to learn. And I don't think that's what this person meant, but I've been thinking a lot about, you know, what it means to like keep your inner child alive and things like that. And so if someone says you're a lifelong child, nine times out of 10, I don't think they're saying it in a great way. And of course, context matters. But I think it actually could be a really positive thing to keep your inner child alive in balance with, you know, being grown. I've never, I haven't thought about that perspective either, you know? But I think that at the same time, it can, it can, it can give guys too much credit, you know? For sure. I don't think, well, I, so that's what I'm saying. I don't, I wouldn't make that generalization. I wouldn't say that men are lifelong children on a whole, but I think to call someone a lifelong child doesn't actually have to be an insult the way I think it was intended to be. That's fair. Yeah, for sure. I mean, men, what, I mean, it's true. Like, like men's brains matured, you know, later than girls, right? Yeah. Which is also used as such a cop out. It's so like I need people to stop being like, oh well, they don't. I don't give a flying tuck. Okay. Yeah. No. Accountability. Hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, that's something also I think I want to talk about though is is how low the bar is though. Oh, the bar is literally on the ground. Like like sub sub zero like (laughs) it's like and it's it's. It's wild. Like, I saw something on Twitter yesterday that was just like, it's like, <laughs> just like, oh my God, he actually listened to what I say. Like, what, like, I, what, what, what an amazing concept, you know? Yeah. And I'm just like, as, you know, as a man, a part of this, part of the structure, someone, you know, who absorbs these generaliz- generalizations of all sorts, I think that while admittedly, it, like, admittedly, when it's, when it, you kind of like see it ever, see it all the time, like, see all these, like, you know, see all these, you know, generalizations stuff all the time it, it, it gets you a little bit right but then all of a sudden it's like i am just not a dick and i feel like a great person yeah. <laughs> okay <laughs> you know you said that with your chest <laughs> and it's like it's it's weird it's we it's weird because it's just like i don't i don't know i i kind of forgot why i brought this up but <laughs> Uh, you saw something on Twitter about basically like reminding you how low the bar right, is. Just like the yeah, the bar being super low, you know, and it is it's shameful. But I think more guys should buy into that, like buy into like yeah, men are trash, you know, like because of that, you know, because then once you just do the bare minimum, all of a sudden you're not like everyone else, you know. Yeah. That I like, I'm weary of that because it almost sounds like you're encouraging people to do slightly above the bare minimum. Um, (laughs) and I was, (laughs) I was like, I don't, (laughs) I don't support that, but (laughs) yeah, no, I, I definitely hear you though. And I think like, it's, it brings me back to this idea that like men are disappointing and men are exhausting (laughs) and I say that as someone who is attracted to men. I feel like if I was not attracted Mm. to men and didn't want to be like Mm. romantic with men, my perspective would be different. Um, Mm. But especially in dating, like I can't tell you how many times I've actually said the phrase, I'm disappointed, but not surprised. Mm. And I think that goes to your point of like the bar is actually on the floor that if you're not meeting the bar, 
I'm not mm. even shocked anymore. I'm simply disappointed. Right. Yeah. And I so like what are what are some of the things that overall stand out as disappointments? Oh my god, where do we begin? I mean, I I I know there you know I've heard like obviously some specific stories in the past, but like some like general like you know things that uh, you find are like common tendencies. Um, I think communication and mm-hmm. like it's just such a I don't want to say trigger word, but kind of at this point, it's such a like key word to like catch word I guess, right? To like bring people in. Oh, communication this, communication that, but like honest to God, people, and not even just men, but like in my experiences with men specifically, like as partners and honestly, even sometimes as friends, like they just don't know how to actually articulate what they want or what they're feeling. And it's so disappointing. And to a certain extent, you can't fault them like anyone if, you know, they weren't raised learning about the importance of communication and you know, literally learning the vocabulary for what it is they're trying to articulate, you know, like access to language is super important. And also you can still learn, like we're all capable of learning the things that we care about. And if you don't have the language for it, look it up. You know what I mean? Like use a dictionary, Google it, use your phone. Like there, if you are listening to this podcast, you have the means to educate yourself on whatever it is you don't have the language for. So I think, like, communication has always been a big thing for me, and that's been, honestly, the fall point. Like, even yesterday, I was Snapchatting this guy, and he was being, like, very dry. And I was like, hey, I don't mean to be rude, but, like, is now a bad time because I feel like you don't want to talk to me? He was like, yeah, it actually is. I'll hit you up later. And I just was like, okay, that's totally fine. Next time, just tell me. Don't, you know, like, be dry and make me feel... Like, I'm a bother, even though it wasn't intentional, and I understand that. But if he had literally just responded to that first snap and said, hey, message you later, like, busy, boom, set, understood. No questions, no qualms, no hurt feelings. But it took me being like, hey, what's up? Because I'm not feeling great in this Mm. interaction for him to then be like, oh, yeah, you're right. Mm. Yeah, I, I definitely have been that guy, like all the time you know um and i don't know it's 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 a weird, it's weird i come back to that right because i feel like i agree like it would just be so much easier if we could just say that so what's if the hesitation ah uh, maybe and i don't mean this like an attacking way but i genuinely no, 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 no. i've thought about the thought process and in my mind i'm thinking that like their thought process is, well, it's better to engage and be like half present than to say I'm busy and not engage at all. That's, I think, what it is. And I don't even know why, like, I, I, I can't even, I can't even tell you like why I, 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 those thoughts have like came, like why, like I think that sometimes. Um, I think like, especially with people that I, that I, that I'm, that I knew relationships with, it'll always be like, I'll end up, after being ghost for like however many hours, I'll be like, oh, sorry, I was, you know, I was doing this, going through that, whatever. But like in the meantime, like maybe we'll like just try to intersparsely like, yeah, like be pro- maybe like not have the most, be like a little dry in the conversation, you know, just because I don't want to, yeah, like what you just said, um, specifically when it's with someone new and someone I'm not as comfortable with, but 
I don't know. I don't know why. I don't, I don't, I couldn't tell you why I, that is like the instinct. It sounds like a catch 22. Like, I don't want you to think I don't want to talk to you. So I'm going to engage with you, even though I'm busy, but because I'm busy, I know you're going to pick up that I'm not fully present with you. So now you still feel like I don't actually want to talk to you. Yeah. I, yes, yes. I think that also something that I believe, I, I believe in, um, 80% of the time, right is if someone really, really wants to talk to you at the moment, they will. And if they don't, I think that, um, you know, I'm not going to always have the, just the courage to say that out flat, right? You know? Like, I, and I, I feel guilty of this and something that I, I'm trying to um, improve upon in my, in my relationships moving forward, you know, as I get older. But I definitely have been guilty of, like, making conversations more dry over time or like kind of phasing out like Colin No 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 I'm being I'm being completely honest I'm just being hundred percent honest like No I love in, like, it like in the sense in the in the because I like I because I'm like afraid of like just being like straight up like I don't want to talk to you anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. I okay. And I and that I get that it's I it it's not like obviously I would prefer just the, the up straight up on front shit, you know? Um, but it's just some, sometimes I just felt held back and maybe it's because I don't know if I want to hundred percent cut this off right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that's unique to you. I'll say a lot of people, yeah. yeah. I think a lot of people like to keep people on the back burner and that sounds horrible mm-hmm. because it is honestly, but I, I don't think it's uncommon. I think a lot of people, especially when they know that they're not necessarily looking for something serious, but they also know mm-hmm. after those first few interactions, like, this is not a person I would be serious with even if I was looking for that. It's like, okay, well, let me distance this connection, but I don't want to get rid of it all the way because there's going to come those times where I'm lonely and I just kind of want to talk to someone and mm. I can still go back to this person. Mm. And that, I, like hearing that out loud, I'm like, well, shit, that's kind of shitty, you know? Oh, I agree. But I also, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I said, I don't think it's unique to you. Yeah. yeah. But I have, I've definitely been put on the back burner, acknowledged it, and was like, this is not what I want. And I've also put people on the back burner. To my credit, I guess I will say, I told them up front, like, this would never surpass this level for me. It goes into friends with benefits, but I want to leave that alone because people wanted me to do an episode on that. And I have so many thoughts um, on that. So I want to leave that off of the table for today. But yeah, I think... I will, say that, I will say that I think you specifically, of a lot of people that I've met, are, are a lot better at being like, at one, calling people out. <laughs> like, <laughs> I call people out when they're on bullshit. Um, but also just like being, you know, clear and communicative about what you want and what you're feeling. Thanks, friend. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> I do. You see, that's so interesting. Have I, do you ever feel like I've called you out? And I know this is putting you on the spot, but since you said it, not, I'm curious. Not like, not like, not like in like a, not like out, out, but it may be like in a way that's just like, I, I can't think of a specific time off the top of my head, but I feel like, yeah, there's probably a time when you were like, Hey, like, are you good? Like, you're not like, you're not, you're not present right now or something. You know, like, I feel like there was a time when that happened. I've definitely said that exact phrase to multiple people where I'm like, you're not yeah. present. 
where are you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's so fair. <laughs> the last one says men are misunderstood. And Ew. I roll my eyes so heavy, not because it's not true, <laughs> but because of who it came from. And oh yeah. I thought it was an ex. It oh it it wasn't it is an ex I'll tell you that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh goodness! It's an ex who cheated multiple times and like Mm. is just foolish. And I think by me saying Mm. that you should know who it is. Um, Mm. And so I saw this and I was like, this is a joke, right? Mm. Like this is a joke. (laughs) Well, I think. Well, yeah, it, it is it is ridiculous, like, objectively. But I think this, this is actually something I wanted to bring up, was that no one, no one ever thinks of themselves as the villain, right? And because men can be stubborn and because men can refuse to ever look at their actions and be like, what did they do wrong? I think that comes into, like, them doing all this fuck shit and not really, you know, really being inquisitive about it and being like, well, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to be a dickhead. Like, I wasn't trying to be, like, this was just, like, this, I, this, was in, this was innocent, you know? Like, this was innocent or kind of just, I was just, like, ignorant to this, you know? Like, you know, I, or I was, like, I was going through it all alone and didn't tell anyone, you know? So, that kind of shit. But also, like, <laughs> and this sounds so rude and I, it just, it, that's not my fault. That's not course, my fault. Of course not. Um, and that's, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's why it's shitty because, you know, a lot of guys just don't have that capacity to think past themselves. I also do, I, so when I saw this biggest eye roll of my life, but also there was a part of me that was like, you know what? I think there's actually something here that's worth being said, which is that men are are often misunderstood because they themselves do not know who they are. Oh, okay. Come through. I mean, that's honestly the, that's like the nicest thing that I could say about this comment because yeah, yeah, Yeah. you are misunderstood by yourself Uh. and therefore everyone's perception and interaction of whoever you're deciding to be that day as you're trying to figure out who you want to permanently be mm-hmm. is going to be a misunderstanding. Mm. Mm. Damn, that was, that was fire. I, I think that's actually a really good point. I think that's actually super true. Because again, when do you ever confront, when do you ever confront that, like, who am I, what do I want to do? Because I, I mean, I, I remember like being an like, adolescent, you know, just being a young a young kid, like so much of the shit, you know, and it starts in like elementary school, you know, like that hetero, like toxic masculine shit. Like it starts in elementary school when it's like all of a sudden I wanted to take karate because to be the most popular guy in the class, you just had to be able to like beat anyone up or like claim you could beat anyone up. Right. And it's just like all of a sudden my interests become like I'm about to be a fucking football player and I'm about to be, you know, like this, like, you know, masculine fucking jock whole time. Maybe they like sucking dick. Like, like you just, they, like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like, it's like they're, they're, they're forced to, to try to put on the show or to try to like, you know, to try to conform or, you know, um, show off to, to feel, you know, more accepted that they don't ever take the time to be like, okay, what do I like? What do I want to do? Yeah. No, that makes sense. I know you didn't mean it this way, but I also want to put this disclaimer that being gay does not make you less masculine or less of a man. Oh, absolutely. 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 Um, so yeah, just throwing that out there, but also, yeah, I mean, in elementary school, and this is 
on and slightly off topic, even just like teachers who maybe unknowingly are like, oh, I need three strong boys to carry all these chairs. And mm-hmm. I was like sick of the bullshit. And I was like eight. And I was like, fuck that. I'll carry four chairs. Like I was so <laughs> me, my little like at this point, honest to God, probably like four or five human body being like, mm. I'm over it. <laughs> Just mm. trying to like boss up and be like, I can do it too. And this idea, right, that like, you know, if you were a little boy who couldn't move the chairs that you were asked to move, right, if you needed help, then it's like putting you on the spot as being viewed as less masculine because you were just told, oh, the little boy should be able to do this. That's the expectation, Mm. you know? Mm. And no one's thinking about it like that when they're five and six and seven and eight. But looking back on it, I'm positive that that you know, permeates into your subconscious. That's the framework of your understanding of what does it mean to be a little boy? What am I supposed to be into? What am I not supposed to be into? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, and exposure is, like, so much. It's, like, I... It's kind of off topic, but, like, not similar. But, like, you know, your children are so impressionable. Like, ridiculously impressionable. And, like, it's how you end up being, you know, either tolerant or non-tolerant or, you know, and it's so much of your environment which you're exposed to is going to affect how you grow up and i talked about this before but like um i I remember we talked about this once but like it's kind of a topic but like just like how people are afraid that showing like lgbtq content to kids is like somehow like sacrilegious or something which is just so ridiculous to me because it's just like you're that's how you breed tolerance you know by like showing that it's okay to kids and not like fucking freaking gay bashing you know people like or like making gay jokes all the time like in in sixth grade you know yeah oh my god middle school i think is like the one phase of literally everyone's life that they're like let's not talk about it um Mm -hmm. no matter how like positive middle school was for you i think everyone is like let's not touch that because yeah it's actually one of the most toxic times in your lives um i'm convinced but to your point And this is something that I, like, spoke about with my sister, and she's 10, is, like, we were talking about sexualities and genders, and, like, I have friends that are non-binary or gender fluid, and, you know, their pronouns are they, them, and, like, explaining pronouns to her and being, like, I'm never going to call them he or she because that's not how they identify, like, their pronouns are they, and, you know, a lot of people, not... Never, never to me, right? But I know that a lot of people just in the world are going to be like, oh, like, she's too young to be learning about this and blah, blah, blah. And, like, you're priming her to, like, be lesbian or be... And I'm like, here's the thing. She already is everything she's going to be. Mm. Like, and I think that goes back to what I said in my last episode of, like, everything you are going to be, everything you are going to you know, every role you're going to occupy, um, every characteristic you're going to have, you have at birth, right? Mm. You evolve, you mature, Mm. you learn, but at your core, like, I truly believe you're born your gender, you're born your sexuality. I don't think you, you know, for, like, trans people, they'll be like, oh, well, he became a woman. No, he did not become a woman. She Mm. was always a woman, and just happen to be born into a man's body. Like, and that's very liberal of me. And I know that a lot of my like older Christian family members are not gonna appreciate that point of view, but it's my podcast and I'm going to speak my Mm -hmm. truth. And that's just how I feel. So like, it's not even about tolerance, right? Like 
people learn hate. It's just the way it is. And there's so many people who will literally say, like, I was taught hate as a kid towards X group. Um, And so it's about, you know, I don't want you to tolerate these people. I want you to actively be inclusive of everyone. And, like, Mm, you know what I mean? Very, I use this word so often, but ultimately, what you do with your life, who you love, how you identify, the language you speak, literally has no impact on my life. So, like, why would I, why am I going to be in your business like that? You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. it's just not, it should be a non-issue. I just really believe it should be a non-issue. Yeah. I totally agree. I totally feel that. Is there anything else about the men list that you want to touch on or you want to hop over to the women? I think that something we could talk about is... Because of this comment that was like, um, privilege some unno- some unknowingly if they're minorities. Um, I just, well, and I, I don't have too much to say because I think we, we talked about a lot of stuff I- I- as well. But I think that especially, you know, especially in um, in minority communities, you know, growing up in like predominantly, you know, black and Latino communities, like there was that same sense of like rampant, um, you know, toxic masculinity and like kind of need to prove yourself and, and need to kind of be dominant and... I feel like growing up, like, women are, not to say this doesn't happen to white communities too, but I feel like there's this kind of, like, because of the culture that we're exposed to and, like, this, what feels like a competition always, like, women become, become objectified, you know, and become objects of, of value to be collected and, and such. And because, you know, when there's this, you know, that becomes, you know, as, as we get older, like this, um, you know, especially black men, you know, having this idea, uh, there, there is a lot along with that, along with the, along with the plight, you know, being a, being a, being a black, being a black man in this country. I mean, I've seen this, you know, uh, come up a lot recently in the, in the, in the, in the BLM movement, you know, discussions. Um, but there is this like disregard or lack of focus in, you know, for, for black women, you know, women of color as well. And I think it's, it can, it can be easy to hide under that, under that guise, right. Of, of disenfranchisement but it's not like i mean i talk about this all the time but like being oppressed in one way does not mean does not save you or does not absolve you from accountability in any other way right yeah definitely i this is something i've definitely like struggled and i'm still sorting through i guess on my own right is like exactly what you said um that you know being oppressed in one way does not i would say exclude you from your privilege Right. It doesn't it doesn't absolve you from your privilege. And yeah, I think there I think rarely are men explicitly ever told that, like, being a man is a privilege in this world. Um, I think, like you said, they're just raised with an inherent sense of entitlement. And as you get older and navigate the world, then you're able to actually see like, oh, being a man is a benefit, right? Like, if you mm-hmm. sat in a room full of men and was like, how many of you want to be treated the same way as women in the world? Like, mm-hmm. I'd be shocked if hands went up, right? right? right. Um, and so, on that same note, like, you you have to be able to acknowledge that you can be both oppressed and oppressor. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Even if not on an individual level, but just, like, as a group. 
Mm -hmm. And, yeah, I think, again, that comes with, like, education and language and age and maturity, Mm. honestly, because there are so many, like, men, like, actual adult men who don't believe that, like, you know, the gender pay gap is real or that, you know, sexual, um, sexism or, like, sexual discrimination is a thing, um, especially in the workplace. They're like, no, well, like she could get pregnant and she could have kids and like that's not discrimination that's just a fact and it's like yes and also how many of you have children at home but when was that ever relevant in your hiring experience like it's you know it's things like that um but yeah I think the person who pointed this out obviously was getting to this idea that you can be both privileged and oppressed And when you are, I think a lot of people default to the oppression because that's what you feel the most. Um, Mm -hmm. Of course, there's intersectionality and there are some people who say like, I am a man before I'm black or I am black before I am a man or I am Christian before I am anything else, right? Like Mm -hmm. there's those guiding identities. And so if your guiding identity is the oppressed identity, it's very easy to overlook or not acknowledge the identities you hold that do have privilege. Yeah, it's it it becomes it be, kind of becomes a can become a difficult thing to navigate. You know, especially like having talks with other guys. You know, other men of color. You know, there's there's that there can be that. Um, it's interesting. Like 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 what what guys will talk about. You know, when no when no women are around. You know. Oof. Like when about I tell about all you. this shit. Cue Miley Cyrus fly on the wall because when she made that song, I was like, wow, this is me. Like, I would love, I would absolutely adore to be a fly on the wall in a locker room. And literally just because all you hear is like, oh, locker room talk. Like, it's known that, or barbershop talk, right? Like, in these spaces where women or non-men are simply not supposed to be there's there's an enabling effect of this toxic masculinity and it's real curious like you know i'm a firm believer that circumstance should never dictate character and if it does then it's not your character um right and because of that like i want to see what's up who says what when they think no one's listening who says what when no one is holding them accountable or who is the person holding people accountable right yeah you know is there gonna be a guy in the group doing that i again men can be disappointing like that uh but i also am like very hopeful right and i guess i'll end that part with being like number two says men are beautiful human beings and like as someone who's heterosexual physically absolutely but also just like as souls like the men that I surround myself with and I'm very blessed to like have the men in my life that I do that you know like you that they're open to these kinds of conversations that they are doing the unlearning and doing the relearning and the inner work of just holding themselves accountable calling themselves out um and you know just like truly like engaging in a variety of experiences and being vulnerable and being I don't want to say feminine but I want to say being the things that people associate with femininity right being soft being emotional being loving like I don't think those should be 
feminine traits. I think those should be the standard. But men really have the capacity to be beautiful, beautiful people. Um, but also just always have the inherent capability to do damage. Stop. I know. Trust me. <laughs> you are preaching to the choir. <laughs> Trust. Yeah. I'll like see a video on Twitter of like a boyfriend doing something like incredibly nice for 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 his girlfriend, you know, and I'm just like, wow, this is new. <laughs> like this is this is not what's usually on Twitter. <laughs> I feel that. Okay, cool. Hopping over to women. Did any of these we already spoke about targeted. Did any of these also stand out to you or what, I guess, impacted you when you saw these? I feel like they were, they were kind of... It's kind of funny that that one guy said also dumb, but I I, I think that, I don't know, I'm not, not too... Ethereal. What does ethereal mean? Ethereal is like out of this world. Um, so like celestial, heavenly, things of that nature. Mm. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of these are just, like, I guess empowered more than ever, ever is curious, which is true in a certain way. Um, I don't know. What do you think? You're good. You're good. I guess touching on what you said, like, the person who said also dumb is the person who called men dumb. So his answer for okay. both is that men are dumb and women are also dumb. Great. Which, like, okay, you know, there's not much to talk about there, but just for context of what that answer yeah. was. I think empowered now more than ever and tired but fired up are very interwoven. Um, yeah. They came from two very different people. But um, I think, yeah, women empowerment, what is it, like third wave feminism, inclusivity, intersectionality, all of that obviously is more, like has been given more of a platform than ever. Um, sure. And also it's exhausting. Mm-hmm as a woman to like constantly be fighting patriarchy constantly be fighting prejudice and you know sexism and all of those things in intersection with everything else right like i think specifically black women should like could be poster children for tired but fired up um because black women have been and i intentionally mean black right because i know a lot of people are going to be like oh all women of color and like no black women specifically is what i'm talking about um black women have done so much for society as a whole for the black community and to this day are like on the front lines of blm and trans queer black women disabled black women are just so overlooked and so they're exhausted after literal centuries of oppression from everyone and also they're empowered now more than ever they're fired up because I think this idea mm-hmm. of what I was saying earlier of like your worth is inside of you, your full worth, your wholeness, right? Your power does not need to be built. Your power is inside of you. Of you need to give yourself permission to exude that power. And I think women in general are getting that permission and are tapping that in and are giving themselves that permission to be fired up, to take up space, mm-hmm. to be powerful. And so you know, they're exhausted, but they're fired up. And I think that is just true for me. Like I haven't met a woman in my life who was not exhausted from something because even the most like liberal people and pairings and couples still have roles, right? Even if they're not traditional gender roles, you still have a role to play in everyone's life. And the expectations of like living up to being whatever that role is is tiring like physically it's laborious right emotional labor is exhausting 
Um, and I feel like women are often healers and caretakers and that's overlooked as like, oh, it's in your nature, you're nurturing. And it's like, sometimes it is, right? Sometimes it really is in your nature. And that doesn't discredit that it's exhausting. You know what I mean? That's like saying, oh, well, he's a good soccer player, so like he doesn't get physically tired. Like no one in their right mind would say that, but we say it about emotional labor all the time. That's, I mean, that's a good point because it's not like guys are ones to be to absorb anyone's emotion. Like do, do emotional labor for anyone else most of the time. Right. Yeah, they're barely trained to do it for themselves. Exactly, to have access to that kind of vulnerability. Yeah, that's a good point. Ethereal and majestic, obviously, are like lovely words, right? Like, Mm -hmm. um, phenomenal vocabulary, and I love Mm -hmm. it. And I'm also, and I have said it before, like for my friends, where I'm like, "Ooh, ethereal, boom!" Like just to like hype you up. Um, But also, and this, I don't mean to like whatever. There is a part of me that's like, "Mm, "But women aren't out of this world." You know what I mean? Like women are in this world and women should be cared for and loved. And I think I am in this framework specifically because of all of the social unrest and uprest that we're seeing right now where, you know, women are being overlooked. And again, black women specifically. But I think like women honestly are ethereal. And I think on the whole, there's something intangible especially in romantic relationships when you ask a guy like you know what is it about her and people will be like I don't know or like there's this the je ne sais quoi like there's so many you know what I mean there's that x factor like there's something in certain people that truly is just so difficult to articulate you can't put a name on it because it's not it's not the norm and I think that's a beautiful thing to like ascribe to women and like this one person said women are multifaceted and I think that is the one word that like encompasses everything for everyone right like everyone is multifaceted um But I think as a society, we've accepted that men, not in a condescending way, are simpler than women are. Um, And like, I think that's been, it's a double-edged sword for women. Because it's like, oh, women are complex. Women are complicated. Women are this, that, and the third. Which has been taken to be like, women are high maintenance. And it's like, well, if you really boil down like what women want, talk to them and find out that's like the first thing that pretty much any woman in my life has ever like expressed to me that they wanted is that they wanted to be heard i'm really fascinated by this like but and it's not, not necessarily a new concept but you calling you know saying that men have just kind of just realized that they're simple i mean have you have you seen pose no i haven't and i feel like i should truthfully i've heard of it more, I heard of it when it came out, but I've heard of it a lot more recently because of, like, Khalib. I can say his name. There's nothing yeah. bad about it. Because of Khalib, he did his, I want to say he did his dissertation on it or, like, included it. Yeah, he did. There you yeah. go. You see? Shout out to my friend yeah. Khalib. He has CED Radio, also on Spotify. Check him out. Uplifting and amplifying the voices of black up-and-coming artists. So I, I bring this up because I... I... This is, this is so, I think this is something that's, that's always been so strange and interesting to me is that, um, so in the show, one of the, there's a, one of the, um, trans women is dating, ends up dating this like white married, like wall street guy. Right. And he like, yeah. So like he, and the, how they meet is she's, um, she's, you know, she's 
like he, he basically like hires hires her to be a prostitute basically he picks her up um and it's, and it's like his first time like he doesn't know what he's doing you know but he's like scared because he's just like anyway so they, they kind of develop this relationship but one day they're talking and he's just like you know he's just like you know rich like like well off like white dude with a family and kids you know and he's just like goes off about he's just like he's not about he has no personality like he has nothing going on for him like he is just like this bland you know, I, I can't I can't really do justice for what he what the the monologue was, but it's just along with these like he's his bland life. Everything was planned for him, you know. He he has no individuality in a way, and it's like he you know talking to the this trans woman played by India Moore, amazing. Um, it's just like you are the most real thing I've ever seen. Like you are the most like that like you are you you are more full of life than anything I've I've ever experienced basically. You know, and and it made me think, and I. I I think that that's probably really true. And going off that, I mean, so many of the guys, so like, and they, they expose like kind of, um, like the, a lot of, a lot of sex workers and their work in that community. And a lot of, you know, a lot of them being, you know, trans women who, you know, have, have at that time didn't have a lot of other ways to make money. Uh, a lot of them were just these like, these like rich white guys, like these like old, older white dudes that just like seem to be like, you know, had all the, had all, had everything going for them, you know, but just like, we're doing these like, you know, just like kind of seemingly ridiculous things in season two. Like there's like this BDSM, there's like, there's like this BDSM stuff that these guys get into. And it's just like, they're so simple. They lack, like their normal lives lack this, you know, any type of, maybe it's, you know, realness or, or ability to understand who they are, that they end up, you know, in these, like, in these, doing these things where they just explore things that are so, and, and like the, like, so against like what their what their more what their normal what their normal you know quote unquote normal life would be, right? Yeah, I think that goes to this idea, right? That like men are men are bred to be the breadwinners. Men are told that you know their role is to provide, and nine times out of ten that means financially. And so for them, it's very easy to like get the job and achieve a certain level of financial success. And then live on autopilot. Whereas for women, now women are very much more about like financial independence, financial freedom. I want the prenup for me, right? Like there's a lot more empowerment in that. Um, But again, you know, the stereotype and the kind of general structure, although it obviously is a lot more liberal than it was historically, um, is that women are still caretakers, women are nurturers, women are the people that engage with people, and the men are the people that engage with finances. And when you think about that, to engage with people means to be able to switch, means to be able to relate, means to, you know, have that charisma and that energy and that empathy and create connections. And with that comes stories and spice and life. You know, like true life of engaging with people and experiencing life through the lens of partnerships and companions and collaborations. So I think it all like all has systemic roots um, and historical roots. And also like I don't say that men are simple creatures to be like rude at all. But you hear so like Steve Harvey is infamous for being like, this is what men want. If he acts this way, this is what he means. Right. Like there's. No if ands, or buts. And it's very easy for men, I think, to kind of break down men. They're like, listen, this is just how men are. Men are hunters. Men are this. 
men need to be the providers. Men need their ego stroke. Men need blah, blah, blah. It's very easy for them to articulate it. Whereas women can say, me and my girls, but seldom do I hear women say, this is what all women want. This is what all women need. And the only thing that I can honestly, absolutely, and pretty confidently generalize is that women want to be heard. And this is kind of kind of separate, but I think I I I I, no, I noticed that you know subliminally, you know I think that something when you were t- when you were asking about um you know common you know commonalities that I think I've seen in in a lot of women in my life, I think um, I'm a person that that doesn't like to be cared for or like. I'm very much always about like I, I'm very much about like the other person's enjoyment in a situation. You know, I'm very interested in like what they what what they're what they're looking for. And I feel like a lot of times I find myself like a lot of women like trying to um, not necessarily trying to take care of me, but kind of interested in in my interests, right? Primarily um, because I think that's kind of like how like that that's kind of ingrained a lot of other men in their life that there's this kind of like this like subconsciously like so many men are just uh, this entitlement right where this feels like it's more the priority is what they want right and even like in 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 romance sometimes right like i'll be hooking up with someone and multiple times have been like you know and this could be forever for forever reason you know whatever but like like I, I will ask like what do you like like what do you want like right and i think it it, it throws it throws some girls off like i think i like genuinely it throws it throws some girls off because they're just like well I, I don't know you know like i haven't really like i haven't like it's I have, it's never been presented like this, has, this opportunity has never been presented you know yeah no that's um, super super true so I think yeah, that, that's, again, that's, women want to be heard. And I think women are becoming more empowered, right? If we're talking about in the sexual sphere, like there's, you know, pro-ho, right? Like that whole movement, that whole idea yeah. of slut walk and anti-slut shaming and like reclaiming yeah. that word, being pro-sex work and all of these things. Women are just so much more empowered to embrace their sensuality mm-hmm but in their everyday interactions. And I obviously can't speak for anyone but myself, but like I've always been very Uh blessed and very lucky to only have partners that truly cared about like my enjoyment. And if you're my family, please stop listening or just keep streaming and put it on mute. (laughs) Much love, but (laughs) this is not for you. But yeah, like one of the, I think like sexiest things a guy has ever said to me was literally like, what fantasy can I make come true? Was (laughs) right can we just like wow game recognizes Mm -hmm. game because what i was mind blown and i was like just entering the sexual sphere and i was so confused because i truly kind of like what you were saying i was so thrown off i was like i've never had anyone ask me this i've never had anyone ask me remotely this question i have no idea how to answer this you know what i mean i think it's i think it's sad that for you to ask someone like hey what do you like what do you want and for them to be like, oh, yeah. that's new. That, you know, uh-huh. I think is a very less intense version of what I was asked, but it still like threw me off. And so mm-hmm. I think there's a power in kind of taking control in that way. But yeah, I think it, I think it all honestly just goes back to the fact mm-hmm. that women want to be heard um, and right. more so that like women deserve to be heard. And I think that's yeah. where a lot of empowerment is coming from is that women are recognizing yeah. that and men are recognizing that or non-women and literally being like, hey, you deserve this platform. You deserve the spotlight. You deserve it. Um, 
and there's mm-hmm. so much work to be done. But I think that's really what it comes down to is that women want to be heard and deserve to be heard. Mm-hmm. And from that, there's just so much. There's so much untapped because women haven't been able to occupy so many spaces in the way that men have mm-hmm. that it's a lot more difficult, I think, to generalize because you don't see women in generalizable ways. Yeah, absolutely. Which is why, you know, I think I, again, struggled with that initial uh those initial thoughts yeah but i you know i think again i'm I, again it's, 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 it's a great thing that we are i think that progress is constant and ever moving and revolution is inevitable um and i am hopeful that we can continue to move towards these ideas and that more guys can be inspired to continue to ask those questions right okay Cool. So I feel pretty good about everything that we've discussed. Um, And we've discussed so much and there's so much more that we could discuss if we really wanted to. Um, But yeah, I think this is a good place to just wrap it up. Is there anything, I guess, any closing thoughts that you have about this or anything that you particularly like want to put out into the universe? Um, Just that, you know, I imperfection is perpetual and and constant and I just like to think that I myself you know I'm not perfect my ideas aren't always sound but I think that one thing we can all do is continue to learn and continue to grow and continue to be accountable and reflect and continue to move forward definitely I love that um cool and so where can people find you if they want to engage with you (laughs) uh you can follow me on Instagram at jcmichala um yeah i haven't really been posting because quarantine you know makes me feel ugly but stop um stop that but yeah you know watch out for me on your big screens in 2021 there we go and i want more quarantine content i'm putting it out there into the universe (laughs) publicly i want more call-in quarantine content all right well thank you again for your time for your insight it was really just like fun. It was heavy and lighthearted and learning and laughing and just it, how it always is with you, which is it's always a roller coaster and I always <laughs> fully enjoy the ride. So thank you for having me. Always a pleasure. All right. Love and light, beautiful people. <laughs> Love and light, everyone. Continue to spread it. Continue to receive it. <laughs>